This is Tangent Party, a show about the things we get lost in. Each week, we start off with a rabbit hole that sucks us in, and then we see how many tangents we can generate. I'm your host today, Vance, and with me is the mighty Corinne. So, Corinne, I hear you got a tangent for me? I got one word, or maybe two words for you. One word, I think. It's called Dogecoin. What the fuck it is, and why, why, why people give a shit about this. Man... Fuck this shit. I'm so fucking sick of this fucking shit. If every fucking week I'm going to have to like fucking show up and Elon Musk bought something and therefore it's spiking. <laughs> and then I, the next article I read is, oh, by the way, this also has done more damage. To, this basically undid all the green energy we've done. Fuck. <laughs> Fuck. So I was just reading an article about how like a 33-year-old basically has become now a Dogecoin millionaire. Because he uh, took all his life savings, sold all his stocks, uh, I think like took loans out and put it all into Dogecoin because Elon Musk said he was a big fan of it. And the next thing you know, I mean, yeah, it was the right move for him. But I yeah. wonder if it'll be like a Robin Hood type of uh, GameSpot thing where it just blows up and it's a pump and dump scheme where the real people who are making money are, you know, really the inventors of Dogecoin. Well, I don't think the vendors of Dogecoin are making much money. I think it is just like this is this is the next little, it's the next truly useless thing to uh, buy. Like that that is, that is it, right? No, but the the, the inventors of Dogecoin own thirty percent of it. Oh, really? Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, those dudes are freaking laughing their heads off right now. <laughs> it's like you idiots, if- you idiots. <laughs> It doesn't matter because, like, you they look man, people are making money off this stupid thing, but I'm like, ah, oh, why do why do it have to be so stupid? It's so stupid, and I, and I think that's the the even stupider part is I think it was like created as a joke, yeah, but it's like blown out of proportion, right? Well, it's because it's literally because Elon Musk said Dogecoin is good, like, that's all yeah. it takes. Like, it's see, the thing that okay. I'm okay with like useless shit getting very valuable, but like this stuff is not, this stuff is, is doing a lot of harm to the environment. It's like a lot of harm. So, so tell me about that. I've, I've heard uh, rumblings about how uh, Bitcoin and cryptocurrency in general is not good for the environment just because of the sheer uh, energy that's consumed for, uh, from mining for those coins. Yeah. So, so tell me more. Well, it's, it's, it's that, it's that simple. It's just like, um, like for example, uh, I read an article that I was trying to figure this out because oh, you mentioned this, but like Bitcoin alone, like Bitcoin consumes more power than all the green energy, than all the solar energy installed. It takes it uses more power than Argentina. The the, the 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 mining for Bitcoin around the world, you mean? Yes, and the majority of Bitcoin, uh, uh, Bitcoin mining powers is done in China, where there's their environmental laws are lax and it's largely coal power. So like every Bitcoin is. Is just a hundred percent, like ninety percent, uh, coal, unfiltered coal burning. Like it's yeah. literally burning the world alive. <laughs> it's the stupidest shit in the world, and it has no value. That's the thing. Yes, people take it as valuable and use it, but like inherently, like it doesn't have to be like this, man. Like we can go back to the gold standard if this is what you want, and and not the not accelerate our our death of our species and the rate we are doing. And like again, is this gonna be, is this gonna fucking life now for the next like two years? Two um, the, this is every two weeks. There's gonna be Elon Musk is gonna fire off a freaking tweet about some obscure ass fucking cryptocurrency, and that thing's gonna go like 
go on fire? Like, is this this is our lives now? Until basically the oceans consume us because we're fucking idiots. <laughs> you know, that's why I've always maintained that the real problem behind climate change isn't fossil fuel consumption. It's really humans who are by nature. It's really our economy, by which by nature is designed uh, or only functions if people consume, right? It, you know, people consume energy, people consume food, people consume goods. And you can't really fix the problem of climate change uh, without addressing that fundamental problem around capitalism. But you know, here's the thing about cryptocurrency that's fascinating is that no one actually consumes this fucking shit. <laughs> like, like, that's a fair point. Like, it's literally something to buy that's that's that that you can uh, uh, call unique, and therefore, like, we can be trade. Like, we can fucking go find every DVD of Shrek and write a, a write a number on it. And this is the new cryptocurrency, fucking Shrek DVDs. And at least it wouldn't be destroying the environment in the way those fucking uh, Bitcoins are. It makes me crazy. It makes me crazy that this shit. And then people are making millions, which which is like we're we're like we're literally in a in a fucking death loop here, where every there's because because he thinks it's hilarious and like you know it's in his wheelhouse. It's like this is like nerd shit. And it's like meanwhile, it's like I guarantee these tweets have done more damage than like. All, anything good that Tesla's done is completely undone. Like just probably, probably them buy, them buying that those bitcoins. Like, right. Probably one of the most talk, most, most harmful things probably ever done to the environment. And people think like, right. yeah, this young guy, he's sweet man. He like loves Rick and Morty and fucking Dogecoin. Fuck yeah, I love this guy. He's so awesome. He's so environmental. I'm like fuck, fuck. Yeah, a lot of people don't really fully understand the carbon um, cycle or the carbon impact of. Uh, the greenhouse gas emissions associated with electric vehicles. But but going back to the point around uh, cryptocurrencies, sounds like what cheeses you off is the environmental footprint of yes. cryptocurrencies, right? Yes. So, that... so that's fair. Uh, and you're saying that uh, mining for cryptocurrencies emits as much greenhouse gases or specifically CO2 as uh, the entire country of Argentina. Yeah, more, more. More. That's, that's okay. Just... That's just Bitcoin. I was actually trying to figure out because that's the other funny thing is this stuff's so unstudied. Like Bitcoin seems to be the only one that I can find any numbers on because people don't want to think about this stuff, right? Yeah, they just want to invest in something that like shoots up like yeah. a like a like a rocket and make money of that. And so I've been approaching this from you know because I'm a big sort of finance uh, head. You know, I've always mm-hmm. uh, you know enjoyed investing my money and growing my portfolio. I'm sort of one of those uh, DIY kind of investors, and I've been relatively successful over the last uh, decade. And and one of the things I'm seeing um, in the market around Bitcoin is that how you know bonds are dead because yeah. you know interest rates are going to go up over the next you know four to five years. And um, typically, when you hold bonds and interest rates are going up, your yield on the bonds go down, so the value of the bonds go down. So. Uh, People are looking for alternatives, right? Like bonds are dead. Yeah. People are looking, you know, there's this uh, standard in um, in uh, finance uh, or investment, I should say, called the 60-40 rule, the 60-40 portfolio, which means if you have $100, you put 60 of that in stocks and you put 40 of that in bonds. And um, that, like over multiple decades, uh, that's been proven over and over again to be an extremely robust way of investing your money. On average, you yeah. can probably make 7% a year and 7% a year over 30 years is pretty, pretty substantial. So what I'm hearing, a lot of the noise coming out of the, you know, a lot of these sort of quote unquote thought leaders or boosters of cryptocurrencies like bonds are dead, you know, stocks aren't, you know, the bull run in stocks is over. So really the only thing you have now is something like cryptocurrencies to get that extra edge, right? And a lot yeah. of these boosters are basically people probably who are invested in 
uh, cryptocurrency or have some sort of a way they earn money from crypto. So yeah. I think it's in their best interest to boost it up. So that's sort of the other side of the coin that I'm uh, other side of the coin pun, I guess, not intended that I'm seeing uh, where, you know, there's this uh, massive environmental impact potentially. And then there's also this sort of half truth that's being sold to, you know, naive uh, 20 and 30 year olds who think they can become overnight millionaires yeah. by investing um, in something like this and sort of ignoring the well-established uh, portfolio theory that's been you know, proven uh, out over and over again over the last multiple decades. Yeah. It's, it, it, it's a buy or lottery ticket, right? Like it, it really is at this point. But the thing is, it keeps paying off because enough people are bought in on the concept at this point. It's, it's true man mania. Like it, 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 you're buying something that has no intrinsic value that it does nothing but harm. So but you're... You're a complete bear against uh, cryptos. Like you're saying they're completely useless from sort of environmental perspective, from value perspective, that we should not be into cryptos at all is what you're saying. No, bears are wrong. Do I think you can make a lot of money investing in crypto? I think right. you totally can. And right. I'm just mad at us as a species that we're just fucking <laughs> stupid. Like that is actually because I understand the because I because as someone who works in the power industry, I'm like I understand the harm that this is doing to the world. And yeah, but it's a great example of how investment um, completely insulate. Like you can you can invest in things and it, and completely insulate you of the reality of like the true like literally lit harm. You are like, this is a harmful thing that is bad for our species. Like it's bad for the world. Like it, it's counter to literally every initiative we're we're, we're up against. Um, but I mean, but isn't that a bit extreme? Like, how is this worse than some of the other things we do? Like, how is this worse than uh, air travel, as an example? Right? I mean, well, are you saying we should stop air travel? So what? So, so why do people do air travel? You know, to they get from point A to point B. Why? Why the fuck do people have Bitcoin? Well, but what about what about uh, you know the argument that the future of currency could be a decentralized world uh, currency where uh, you know kind of like the kind of like the euro, right? You have a euro block, and that entire block trades with one currency, and yeah. maybe you can expand that to like a continent using a decentralized monetary system. And, and don't get me wrong, like you know uh, there are a lot of advantages of of crypto, right? For example, you don't have to uh, pay big bank fees to move money around from one country to the other. As right. a consumer, that's a big that's you know that's a big positive. Uh, there's also a lot of positives around, you know, maybe your dissident, and and eventually, like you know, who pays? Like who pays in cash anymore? Like the other day, I went golfing, yep. and I saw this boomer, uh, like a seventy-year-old, break out like a hundred. I'm mm. like, man, I haven't seen like a hundred in a couple of years. Like who, like who pays with uh, hundred-dollar bills anymore? I think the world obviously is largely moving towards a uh, paperless digital currency anyway, right? So this this is happening. Yeah, well, one crypto is a bad a bad fit for all those examples because crypto exchanges are are far from instantaneous. Like the 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 more crypto evolved, the longer it takes to do a transaction. So you you you'll never use crypto for your day to day transactions. It's literally just to buy drugs or human trafficking <laughs> on the internet. Like there's no other like, there's no practical application. Like, I don't know you... about that. There are credit cards now uh, that are allowing you to pay your credit card bills with crypto. Yes, people are accepting crypto as 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 having value value but crypto is still not a practical like you pay a credit card bill and then it takes four it takes three to four days for it to transfer through you'll never buy that you'll never buy a drink on the golf course with crypto because the more successful crypto is by its definition the longer the chain is and the longer it takes to actually do a to actually process a transaction like again like, if, if this is what people want let's just go back to the gold standard man this that's literally what this literally it was that we stopped it for a reason because it was wasteful but at least it at least doesn't have this in massive environmental footprint.
I, I get all the arguments forward, and I'm like, okay, whatever. I can, I can, I can, I, I can buy into your cyberpunk fantasy as much as you, like. Look, I'm all in the cyberpunk fantasies, but like this thing, this stuff is, is is very harmful. Like it is a very harmful thing, and people are completely uh, mute, muted to it. You know. So when you say it's harmful, like harmful purely from an environmental perspective, from a resort, like there's a there's a there's a to generate this amount, that amount of power, like that that's a lot of emissions. It's a lot of like, like non, like non-renewable resources just being pissed away. But what if, uh, but what if you could mine using say uh, hydrogen or solar or wind, then what, or what would you say to that? What if we had infinite resources and we didn't need money anymore, man? Like that's not, that's not the reality. Like, yeah. Okay. You want to well, create, I don't you wanna create a Dyson sphere and fucking ca- uh, capture all the energy <laughs> from sun and then fucking run your cryptocurrency. Let's fucking go. I'm in. But that's not what we're doing. We're, we're, they're running unfiltered coal plants in China <laughs> to power this shit. Like you understand, like that's not what's happening, right? And and you you know you have to admit that the industry is a little immature, and and after a certain amount of time, like you know, a lot of industries go through this, right? Initially, when cars came out, um, you know, it was chaos in the streets, right? Because there wasn't highways built, uh, there was no rules, you know, the the infrastructure planning wasn't done in the right way, you know. Same thing when the industrial revolution happened, you know, there was all these plants emitting fucking soot into the environment, and regulations were brought in, so eventually all that came under control, right? I think, so I think that's what I'm thinking about is like, sure, right now it's it's dumb. Right now it's maybe not fully regulated. There's a bunch of issues, but uh, I don't know. I mean, yeah. like when Napster first came out, everybody's like downloading music on the internet. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? I'm just going to buy a CD. I'm going to listen to it. And I can't help wonder if that's the same thing happening. Are people like cryptocurrency? Like, what the fuck is this shit? Who needs it? And 20 years from now, maybe all of us are paying using crypto or some sort of a, a Bitcoin. And, and and who knows? Maybe it'll it'll fall by the wayside. But uh, I, I think every new concept or industry always has issues initially that eventually gets worked out. I think I think you're being very I think you're very being very polite about this freaking energy waster that that like this is the thing. It's like fundamentally like by definition, why does it have value? Because we need to we need to run this insane server bank powered by soul soul unfiltered polluting coal plant which we parked beside it just to fucking run these computers like that's the definition this all these things are it's like they have value because it takes energy to run them like that is literally it like there's nothing like there's nothing there like it it has no it's not it's not an industry it's a thing it's not even a thing it's an abstract concept really right it's not a physical currency it's a but in many ways it's not different from an actual currency where government says you know, I back this piece of paper and I'm willing to give uh, value to it. And that's why it's accepted. And and with digital currency, I guess it's been democratized. People have agreed that this no, abstract I hate, concept. I hate that language. That's horseshit. You know, because no one's fucking buying Dogecoin because he thinks they're going to be like, oh, this is going to be our currency. They're buying it because Ulan Musk said this shit's cool as hell. And therefore they're like, oh, this is going to go up in value. And so they're fucking like, we're going to we're going to ride the wave up and then sell before the suckers get the hit. Like no one's buying this fucking thing thinking that oh yeah one day i'm gonna buy one day i'm, I, I'm gonna go fucking 7-eleven and pay for my gas with this shit no one's well, doing that okay maybe maybe dogecoin i agree maybe it's a flash in the pan but i think overall as a trend cryptos are here to say and even if you don't believe in crypto i think what people are excited about the most is the the blockchain itself right because this is a grift that can make money doing nothing that's why they're excited no one cares if this thing is a thing 
Like, no, no, no. I no, I don't think so at all. Like if you think about uh, blockchain, right? What what is what is it? It's essentially a way to authenticate and verify transactions, right? So so we 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 talked about NFT in the last couple of episodes, and yeah. we were you know we were bitching about how uh, this is like nothing groundbreaking. All they're doing is providing a digital way to authenticate art, yeah. a digital art specifically, right? So I think in many ways, that's what people are excited about is like where say you have a land title, right? Yeah. Uh, and the land title office gets burnt down uh, yeah. and maybe the servers it's stored on gets burned down. Yeah. Um, and there's a big hack and, uh, you know, all the records get erased and with, with, with blockchain, that would never happen. So that's the promise. It's like real time authentication that's sort of, I don't know, visible to everybody, I guess. Yeah. But again, I think the thing that finally um, gets to me is like, this is all fueled on cheap, dirty energy. All of this. But that's never going to change, Vance. The 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 future yeah. is cheap, dirty energy. Yeah, and that's where we're going to die as a species because we're idiots. We're so stupid. Yeah, I mean, I, I think we've, we've I, done no more harm with this with the stupid stuff than than done, undone anything positive we've done in the last forty years. Yeah, I don't disagree. I think the as I said, the issue isn't. Uh, I, I think the issue isn't crypto. I think the issue is humans just human nature. Right? We're greedy. We want to make a quick buck. Yeah. Uh, and we don't, we have a really, really hard time thinking in long-term horizons, like 30 years out. If I take an action now and something's get impacted in 30 years, yeah. I'm like, ah, I'm not really going to give a shit, right? And it's been proven through scientific studies that yeah. the further away a decision is or further away an impact is, yeah. I think the less we give a shit about it today, right? So I think that's unfortunately part of our uh, genetic code. Yeah, well, absolutely. But we were looking at this. We're gonna be looking at this stuff. Like the thing is, like I do agree, crypto's probably here to stay, and that's what makes me so angry <laughs> because we should have we should have gotten smarter than this by now, but we have not, and now we're doomed. We're doomed as a species. Um, man, do you know Alex Ross is? Who? Alex Ross. He's a he's a painter, but he, but he paints really sick superhero comics. Like that's that's like his. He has this real niche where he like. He, 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 he paints like covers for superhero comics. So he's done a couple big ones. Um, the big thing is like, I can buy original Alex Ross for $6,000 right now. Like I can buy original, like his original art, like the physical actual art. He just announced he's going to have an NFT. I guarantee nice. that fucking NFT is going to be worth a thousand times more than like the yes. fucking actual, like, like, actual thing an nft a, a fake thing is gonna be worth more than an actual thing i can just go buy right now i'm so angry about that i'm so angry that's a that's a reality of where we're at i'm gonna take a six thousand dollar painting of his burn it put a video on the internet and 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 record record your uh, do a do a reaction video of you getting angry and sell that as an nft <laughs> And make you this podcast of you just be <laughs> watching that. And you know what? You would even make even more money and Alex Ross would be pissed. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah, that is a risk for sure. I think uh, and, and I think we've talked about this, right? Like, I, and I think what happens with the actual product itself has less value than the derivative of it. But yeah. don't you think this has always been a problem? Like if you think about how our society has evolved and morphed, right? Like basic necessities like food water yeah. energy we've just done such a good job harnessing those forces yeah. where to a point people in those industries who are providing basic necessities i think get paid less than some you know 22 year old tech um uh, tech nerd who's created you know dogecoin or litecoin yeah. or something right and without electricity and without food these assholes would never been able to uh, would never been have been able to create something like this right let's face it and, and so that is that is a bit worrisome and I, that that the underlying value, sorry, the underlying products that make our way of life happen 
are valued less than the derivatives of them. And I think that's a, a fundamental problem of capitalism right now, I think. Oh, definitely. Uh, you ever you ever hear of tulip mania? I I have, and I, and I I don't know what the full details are. Tell me. Well, I'm not an expert on it, but it's like it's like from it's it's this is it took place in uh in in uh, so Netherlands. So like basically, um, so in, in the Netherlands, in what was like the Dutch Republic at the time, and and basically it's again this is 1600s, and this is when they were like massive colonial money was just pouring in hand over foot, and. Yeah. Uh, and tulips were a big thing there, but the, the, and this refers to a very specific time when when also like, uh, tulip like various tulip species like various bulbs of like oh this is like this color scheme became super valuable became super super high valuable people were selling houses and um, homes just to, to, to buy these tulips and the whole and at first it was like oh because this is like unique but it's, but at some point it just became all 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 about like, like a mania well. Yeah, mania. Yeah, and and it was mania slash. It was a lot of people. It was a lot of speculators getting in to like, I'm gonna I'm gonna sell this and then resell it, right? I have no doubt that NFT and uh, and 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 uh, cryptocurrencies are exactly in the same boat right now. Oh, yeah. GameStop was a perfect example of that too, right? Yeah, well, GameStop was a weird one because GameStop was just like people having fun, and then a bunch of people jumped in. Is like, oh, this is a, this is a quick buck, and those who. Uh, some people got if you if you got in and got out fast enough, you made a quick buck. But if you got in and didn't get out, you you paid for it, right? Like that, yeah, like that, uh, that wouldn't very quickly to just be a scam thing, right? Yeah, yeah, that's true. Or more like a pump and dump scheme. Yeah, actually, it was a pump and dump scheme, right? I don't think I, I don't know if the original guys thought it was, but once it had momentum, and like the thing with these cryptos is like, I, I think it seems to be all pump, no dump, but it, but it has no value. <laughs> <laughs> that should be our hashtag. <laughs> <laughs> that should be if you were still dating online that would have been like your uh, tagline all pump no dump <laughs> <laughs> oh that's genius i'm gonna i'm gonna start using that from now on try i'm gonna i'm trying to i'm gonna try and make it happen just like gretchen was trying to make fetch happen in mean girls <laughs> That's a very deep cut Mean Girls reference. I was not aware. Of <laughs> oh yeah, you like that, bro? You like yeah. that? <laughs> but that's, yeah, uh, I, I think that's the thing. It, that's my thing. It's like with this Bitcoin. It's just like it was been. I feel like I've been hearing about Bitcoin for at least ten years at this point. I just I have yet to have an actual argument that like, it actually seems like the more successful Bitcoin is, the more useless that co- it exists as a product because again. It takes it takes hours to days to do process a transaction. So it really is just a it's just a pump. It's just a pump, and then like there's no dump, like because people because more people keep getting, keep buying in. All pump, no dump. Yeah. That should be and, that should be like our 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 new uh, our new record. All <laughs> pump, no dump, and it should be like a a series of twelve uh, a series of twelve recordings. It should be like one of those old school stand-up comedy records like back in the day when you oh, yeah, like, yeah. record your stand-up comedy and sell it yeah. on like one of those uh, vinyls yeah, yeah. It's it. a, a nice uh, life's lp vinyl like yeah just is all pump no dump <laughs> <laughs> uh, that could also be uh, an alternate title for our podcast yes yeah, all pump no dump <laughs> <laughs> that could be a tagline man i know what we we, have, we haven't come up with a tagline let's make that our tagline no i, I still Tangent. think this, i think i still think our tagline should be violently agreeing with each other okay okay uh, we'll, we'll workshop it let's see yeah, what we'll, happens yeah we'll, we'll, we'll bring to the fans see see uh 
see see who's interested. <laughs> what, what should it be? Because yeah, we need we need something. Yeah. Geez. So so what? Uh, sorry to cut you off there, but so what else have you been uh, nerding out over uh, this week? We can't cover Bitcoin's been around for ten years. You also has been around for ten years. Let's gonna date this podcast a little bit. Okay, go go on. April seventeenth, two thousand eleven. What do you think happened that day? April seventeenth, twenty eleven. Yeah. Uh, no, no idea. Game of Thrones premiered, and I bring <laughs> this up because I want to know how have you not watched this fucking show, Corinne Savanji? Like uh, that is that, that you know because the because the best parts about the show, which is violence and titties, are some things I can watch uh, on YouTube supercut. <laughs> In 20 minutes, the I entire, love <laughs> the, entire the entire 10 year series or eight seasons, I think I can watch in 30 minutes, you know, sort of focused on the most interesting parts about that show, but that which is, is not, uh, that which is, is the, Khaleesi's titties and <laughs> murder, but that's not the best part of that show, actually. Like, it, like, I Especially the first, like the first season, especially, and then as it goes on, I, I, I would, I would, you almost draw a chart where um, it starts off super strong, and then it kind of has a dip, and then it pops back up, and just at the bottom where you think you're done, it like really uh, uh, bombs out. But the the real issue is, like, it, it, it it's a good show, like it, it is legitimately a good show, and it's like especially now, now it's like it's been over for a couple of years, but it, like. I think the reason that astounds me you've not watched this show is that you've watched pretty much every other popular show, right? Like, can you give me other examples of any other show you haven't watched? Oh, there's a lot of popular shows that I have not watched. Like, okay. Breaking Bad is another one. You don't watch Breaking Bad? I, can't, you've basically... I haven't seen Breaking Bad. I haven't seen the, the one um, Sopranos. I've not seen Six Feet Under. I haven't seen GOT. I've largely stayed away from HBO shows that the mainstream uh, population likes but you watch a lot of like you you watch a lot of like weird garbage right like you watch long you've watched like a lot of long long tier shows and these shows are like good like they're good shows they're generally good shows well, some of them are if the everyday average mainstream person starts watching these shows then i'm like you know is it really that good is it really worth my time because the average joe schmo like you know i think that's what turns me off these shows and then eventually like i'll watch a couple of episodes i'm like oh it's actually not that bad right like yeah. uh it's actually pretty good rather like M- modern family was another one right it was like it was like massive right and i was like yeah. uh, you know this is on like fox like who gives a shit yeah. like you know if, if the average joe schmo is watching it, it you know it, it just is another garbage show like i don't want to watch another two and a half men and then eventually i got around to it it's actually legitimately good yes. but that said it's good because it basically copied the office uh, arrested development and community right it was yeah. like a mishmash of those three styles it was like a quirky family it wasn't as insane as arrested development it was a little bit more sort of approachable but it's, it also has the uh, quirkiness of community and then has like the first person um yes. you know the docudrama style of uh, the office right so they blended multiple styles so when when I'm someone someone like me who consumes a lot of media and I'm on the cutting edge of what people are watching. Yeah, then, no, you're not. But, you're not on the cutting but, edge. What are you talking about? I watch cutting edge shit, man. Have you watched Dark? It's yes. so dark that no one that no one dares watch it. No one dares watch it because it's too German and abstract. That's the thing. Do you do you watch a German language show that spans three separate timelines where they use different actors for each separate timeline and it's a complex time travel show and it's all in german do you watch that vance i do not watch that I exactly <laughs> exactly 
That's how cutting edge I am, bro. Okay, I'm going to challenge you. I want to challenge you okay. to watch the first episode of Game of Thrones because it comes out swinging. So, okay. So, I'll give it a try. But but tell me what uh, prompted you to bring this up. Like, is it because it was recently the 10-year anniversary of GOT? It was – the reason it came up is because all of a sudden there was a whole bunch of articles of GOT and how that first season was incredible. I'm like, why the hell is everybody writing about GOT this week? And it was like, oh, because it's the 10-year anniversary. That's why. Like, so, so I was thinking about that. Like, that first season was really good. And and, and I think the thing I find fascinating – that's what my point was. This was such, it was such a huge part of the zeitgeist. Like, I, in a way that – actually, I think that's actually specifically wildly about Game of Thrones because I did right. like that show. I did like that show, but I'm not like the biggest – like. Um, I like that. Show. I think the highs in that show are really high, but I think the lows are quite low. But the highs are very high. I do, I do think the violence and nudity at, at times, like I actually think it would be a stronger show with all, with, with less of that, right? Because I think it, it sometimes feels like they're trying too hard on that stuff. Because the actual like writing and content is actually quite good. Like it's actually very clever and really interesting. Oh, and this stuff is is, is kind of what's known for, but like it, it it almost cheapens it a bit for for its highs. So I guess I was thinking about just being on the show in general. But the thing that really got me is like that show was a zeitgeist. Like the first, especially the first couple of years, was like a zeitgeist, much watched television in a way that I don't know if anything is anymore. Like you can you can't even recreate that. Like ten years ago, that first season was just like everywhere, right? It was everywhere. The internet, it was coffee table, it was the old school around the water cooler talk, like because it was the thing everyone was watching. And you mean was, it was bigger than Stranger Things or uh, Tiger King? Yes, Stranger Things, absolutely no problem because like it's people have already fallen off in, ty- in Stranger Things, right? Like I, 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 I didn't hear shit about season three, season four. Well, exactly. <laughs> There's season four of that show. Yeah, they're releasing it. But I think Stranger Things is a great show, though. I, I only watched the first season because like things on Zeitgeist in the same way they have to, right? Like I felt almost obliged to watch Game of Thrones because. So here's the real reason, right? Including Breaking Bad. Like I've seen a couple of episodes of Breaking Bad, and it's. It's it's phenomenal. It sucks you in. <laughs> yeah. I think the reason I stayed away from the shows was that I know I knew rather that they were going to be like a massive time suck. Yes. And and I did not feel like committing uh 5 to 8 seasons worth of my time watching these like hour long episodes that a I either have to like pirate or pay yeah. for. Yeah. Right. Either or, and I, I think that's what it is. And there's so much good, there's so much good television out right now. Here's my question to you, right? Was Game of Thrones that good that the style was emulated? Yes, it was. Uh, so many shows emulate Game of Thrones. So, like, uh, give me, give me an example. Like The Witcher. Yeah, The Witcher is like, hey, you see Game of Thrones. <laughs> Make The Witcher. Like, yeah, The Witcher is obviously like, like Westworld. Like, they've been chasing that Game of Thrones. Like, all these shows have been chasing Game of Thrones, right? Well, if you're right, on West, Westworld is a great show, but it's so dark that after season two or season three, I gave up. I couldn't Man, keep up with the darkness. If you, if you like, relent- you like Westworld, you should watch Game of Thrones because Westworld <laughs> is fucking shit compared to Game of Thrones. Poor man's Game of Thrones is what that show is. So, speaking of uh, violence and nudity, what's mm. happening with the royal family? <laughs> and i guess prince philip died huh yeah prince philip died i mean that that family's going through them shit right now like no, uh, he was 99 I, years old like okay like he was he was probably gonna die for the last 25 years you know no no i'm not saying that uh, so i agree all i'm saying is it all came at the same time right like oh yeah uh, megan markle and uh prince andrew sort of 
stepping away from royal duties and then you know philip dies and i wonder if he died uh because you know from the shock of that thing right i mean obviously 99 is pretty old as well uh but it just seems like a a big coincidence a bit coincidental that he dies like two months after those guys step away from family duties i guess my only argument is like I look, I'm not an expert of the royal family. I don't, anyone's death is like an unfortunate thing. But at the same time, you think, I don't think Prince Phillips has been dialed into anything for at least 15, 20 years. <laughs> like, I don't know if he could recognize Prince Harry from a freaking lineup of redheads. Like, it's not like they were ever a right close family. You don't think so? No. You all blew my freaking mind. <laughs> okay. What? You know Queen Victoria, right? You mean Queen Elizabeth's uh, sister? No, Queen Elizabeth's grandma. Oh, okay, okay. The, the, the Victorian age. The Victorian age. Okay, so this blew my mind. Okay, like, so again, she's very iconic. The train station in Bombay is called Victoria Station. Like, it's like she was... It used she to was, be called yes. Victoria Station. Now it's <laughs> called Chhatrapati Shivaji Terminal Station. Yes, because it's like let's get these colonizers out of our freaking country, <laughs> like which is valid, yeah. very valid. Because like yeah. that's that's why she's famous, right? She that's when England was at it's like it's colony prime, like that's when it was uh, as absolute thing. So the Victorian age is a very famous like Sherlock Holmes. That's like that's a very famous time in, in British history, right? Um, point is, she's the grandmother of of uh, Europe because during that time period, all the British royal families were like we're gonna. They always did this, but they super extra like hooked up with each other, so they wouldn't fight with each other anymore. But the thing mm. I didn't realize is that apparently she incest, had a... the original form of democracy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey man, cousins ain't incest. Don't worry about. It. <laughs> hey man, I I'm fully supportive of this as uh you know as uh as written on the Community season six, um the la- <laughs> Where you know that wedding episode, but but anyway, I, I digress. Well, this is actually what's interesting about though, because she actually, because of all because of her origins, or for whatever reason, or mutation, she had the mutation with uh that had the hemoglobin, uh, of hemo- hemophilia. She had, she, she actually had an issue where um males would have where there she had a recessive gene where where males would, would develop hemophilia, but uh females would be carriers, the females would or wouldn't be. They would never develop it, but they would, but they could carry the gene. Okay, the males would develop it, and since this this was a time period when when they extra married the males, that is the origin of uh, of he, uh, hemophilia and all the, and, and a whole bunch of the whole bunch of the royal families of Europe, like England. The, the England royal family did not pick it up, but there's a couple of them where the whole royal family was completely wiped out by this uh, by this uh, ge- uh, genetic by hemophilia, like uh, wow. uh, Prince. Um, and the thing that's extra interesting is that uh, Russia, the the Russian, the, the Russian, the the Tsar, his last um, uh, Tsar Nicholas, his last uh, his heir uh, Alex, he had hemo, he, uh, he he had hemophilia from because he was a heir, he was a he was from the bloodline of, Vic, of Queen Victoria. Wow! So it's the uh, original uh, STI, is what you're telling me. Yeah, well, it's not an STI. Well, it's not an STI. It's, like a- <laughs> it's the it's the royal family killer, is what you're saying. Yes, well, definitely, because like, because that's how you know Rasputin is, right? I, uh, you know, I I don't know who Rasputin is. I know you've been like weirdly fascinated with Rasputin. Yes, I know he exists. Yes, like I know he ex- I know he exists. I know there's a song about him. I know he was some sort of a evil vizier or czar during the russian times yes i think uh but apart from that and i know like he's evil that's all i know but apart from that i don't really know much about 
this Rasputin guy. Okay, so really summarize. Take a take a deep breath, everyone. Okay, Russia, <laughs> early 1900s. So you you have the you have the Russian royal family, and shit's been going down for a while, right? Like basically, Russia's not a good place. They they have basically Has it the, ever been a good place. <laughs> <laughs> different conversation. I'm gonna get into it, but like this is basically, but this is just before the Russian Revolution, uh, uh, the second Re- Re- Russian Revolution, because the first one already happened. And the royal is this with the uh, Bolsheviks. Yes, this is before the Bolsheviks. So basically, um, King Nicholas, um, so Tsar Nicholas, um, he has a, he has a son, um, Alex, who ha- who has uh, um, a he- hemophilia, but they keep a secret. No, they, they want to keep a secret that the, that the only male male heir to the to the Tsars has this. Um, but it's, it's a bad situation because every time he gets injured, there's a risk that he, he could die. And and they don't there's and especially they have no idea how to treat it. And especially back then, any treatments were probably just making it worse. Mm. And uh, and Rasputin is basically he's a holy man, and there were lots of holy men back in the day. Like this is not, he was not like a uniquely like he was basically a guy who was he was from Siberia. He was a peasant from Siberia who at one point basically woke up one day and said, "I'm going to go wander and become a holy man." So he wandered, and became a holy man because he you, was you, Russia's you, Buddha. Well, yeah, but there were lots of them too, right? But the key thing is he was really charismatic. He was a super charismatic guy, and uh. Also a very sexual guy. Because, like, his other thing, too, is, like, look, Rasputin, not a good dude. Like, he was, like, yes, not a good guy, like, in any way. Was he all pump, no dump? Oh, he was dumping all the time. Don't you worry about that. <laughs> like, <he> was, uh, <laughs> maybe a little too much dump. <laughs> okay, so he's basically having a bunch of uh, uh, sexual conquests on the side, and at the same time, He's, uh, you know, masquerading as a holy man and becomes oh. an advisor to Tsar Nicholas. Yeah, well, the way the way he got kind of got in, so basically, like, so he was definitely he was definitely doing a holy man thing, and he, but his whole thing was like he bro- he broke conventions and he was like too forward woman. He definitely, he definitely, he look, he definitely not a good guy, right? At the time, they kind of people kind of would gloss over that part, right? And his enemies would super, and his enemies would would, would also like super chart. It was one of those examples where his, his people who didn't like him would say like he's this complete monster. And then people say, oh, no, he's actually a holy man. And as a result, he kind of got away with his crimes during this time period. He, but he was very charismatic. And he had these, um, he was very famous. Like any, 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 any conversation about Rasputin is his eyes. He had these piercing eyes that can see, see into your souls. So say what you want Rasputin, he was a dirty, he, he was a bad dude. He, he, was, he was famously unclean. He did not, like, he did not keep up to his hygiene standards because he was a holy man, right? Like a monk. So that actually right. was a brutal appeal. But the key thing, though, is that he was very charismatic and these piercing eyes that everyone would comment about. So eventually he climbed up and he got into the, he, he made contact with the royal family. And and he was around one day when um, when, when Alexis got hurt. Like he got, he got, I can't remember the details of how he got hurt, but he got hurt and he was suffering. So okay. Raspian went to a room with him. He pushed all the doctors away, pushed everyone out of the room. And a day later, Alexis got better. Oh, wow. Okay, how? So there's lots of theories about this. Like again, some people say mysticism, and but the current theory is that his his ability was he was very he he, he was very charismatic. He's very calm, and he got all these doctors, which which were which were probably making things worse using the science at the time, and he just pushed everyone out of the room and just like let this kid lie in a bed and heal, and just like basically um, was just very was just very good with the kid and very let let him heal up. Like that's kind of the theory of why he was effective. Is that he basically pushed everyone away from trying to fix him to l- let him heal up? 
but it's a genetic condition. It's not going to get better by you just lying down. It does get better. Like let's see, it's one of those things where it's a risk, right? Like because the, the risk is your blood won't clot. Like that's the problem. So anytime right. you and the thing the thing you don't realize is like we the, the big risk is like cuts are one thing because you can deal with cuts, internal injuries, and like us who, do, who, who like people who do, who don't have it. Like say you fall down, you fall on your leg, right? Like the thing you don't realize is that you actually do you do do little minor internal damage. Like you see, you see is bruising, right? right. The difference is, is your blood clots. But the problem is that when, when you when you have that, your blood's in clots, so you actually have an internal injury that's slowly bleeding you out. But it does eventually clot. Like it's not like it's like it, it is possible that your body will repair itself. It's just that it's way harder to do. And that's the theory of why Respian was successful with it. And and he kind of time and time again came through for the royal family. So he was in on the royal family. But the big thing about him, though, is that so at this time, the royal family, royal family so Russia was in a bad place. It was broke. There was massive disparity. Again, we have a whole article of this. This is basically why the Russian Revolution happened, right? It, it, it was a big, like, Russia was in a bad place. And Rasputin was one of the, one of the real sore points because he was this guy. Because, like, one, we know this now, but, like, nobody knew why the royal family liked Rasputin. Because they, they kept secret the, they kept secret the, um, the, the son's defect. Um, defect. He's supposed to be the king of the, king of the country. So you don't want to say this, that this person has, is, um, has a health problem, right? Like, you keep that shit secret mm-hmm. if back then. So you have this guy who's a no womanizer, is causing shit everywhere he goes. So, like, Rasputin just did whatever he wanted. Like, that dude, was, he was a true, like, like he was, he was like some basically baller, baller. He did whatever he wanted, and he had license to kill because he had the royal family's um, uh, agreements. Blessing. Yeah, Blessing. he was basically, uh, uh, yeah, he was just a shit disturber that had the license to do whatever he wanted because he healed the the czar's uh, only heir. Yeah, and ba- ba- basically he had uh, carte blanche to do what the fuck ever he wanted. Yeah, and I think, and the thing about Rasputin, and again, this is the Babel, I think Rasputin believed his own shit. Like, he believed he was a holy man. He believed okay. everything he was doing was good, right? <laughs> like, uh, okay. I, I don't, like... So so I hear a big but here. What happens? I'm okay. guessing he either falls from grace or he did something dumb to kill himself. So, ba- okay, so so there's a lot of members of the royal, because, like, the, the Russian royal family is huge, right? Like, it's a big thing. This is the nobility class. And a lot of people hate Rasputin. They hate him because they don't even know what, what what he's doing for the Brits. They just know this is this weird holy guy who the peasants hate. We hate because this guy's power moving us and kicking us around all the time. We want this dude gone. Like he's a blasphemer. He we gotta kill him. So here's what they do: a bunch of princes. I can't remember the princes, but they're part of the the, the, the Russian royal family. They invite him to go party basically. So they invite him to place. They get hammered. They poison his wine. Nice. And then Rasputin doesn't die. They're like, what? what the? Yes. So then, then they, they, so they just beat him. They get weapons and they beat him. To, they beat him in a way that a man should be beaten to death. Rasputin pushes them off, runs out, r- wow. starts, starts, starts running out of the ocean, starts, starts running out the door. They shoot him. Rasputin <laughs> gets back up what? and he starts running and he's running over this frozen lake. And then the ice breaks and Rasputin falls into the lake. And he drowns. So the drowning kills him. So he takes poison. He takes a beating. He takes a gunshot. And it's only drowning in the water what finally kills, kills Rasputin. Holy shit. So he's uh, he's uh, Bruce Willis from Unbreakable. <laughs> yeah, water, <laughs> water, water is his only weakness. Yes. And he can touch people and understand what's happening in their lives. 
that's a really good analogy. <laughs> <laughs> that's a fascinating story. I mean, I can see why the mythology built up around him, right? I mean, he's um, he's essentially like a soothsayer, uh, you know, for all intents and purposes. He's a charlatan, but there's all this mythology around him that you know, he, you know, man that can't be killed, right? Essentially, yes. Uh, and, and I yeah, so to- that's pretty fascinating. I, and I kept into like the facts, like those are facts, facts. Like at the time, like his thing is like he was a very popular figure, so like there was so much writing about him. There's so many myths about him of all the stuff he's supposedly did, right? Like he's truly one of the, the most iconic figures of the 1900s. Wow, that's good stuff. That's good stuff, man. So that's actually a good place to stop for today. Let's do a, a quick tangent count. So we started off with uh, Doge Dog Coin. And we ranted about that, and and that spawned its own uh, bunch of tangents. We talked about climate change. We talked about the collapse of humanity. We talked about how capitalism has gone awry. Then from those very positive topics, we somehow moved into uh, Game of Thrones and then popular TV shows. And then from there, we pivoted hard into the British royal family, uh, cousin sex, and uh, hemophilia. Uh, and then that spawned a conversation on Queen Victoria. And then we finally ended with uh, with the Rara Rasputin and the fascinating story about the so-called Russian holy man. So that was about 10 tangents, and that was actually really good. It was a very organic tangent, I felt, personally. I feel like we covered pretty much the, the, the human experience in this podcast. <laughs> Well, with that, let's call it a night. Thanks for tuning into another week of Tangents and Rabbit Holes. Drop us a line at tangentparty.yyc at gmail.com with your thoughts, ideas, feedback, or if you just want to say hello, follow us on Twitter um, at tangentpartyyyc to get latest updates. And as always, hit subscribe to get notified of our latest episodes. Until next week, see ya. Thank you very much. Boom.